that as I'm training you or teaching you in just a few minutes of inspiration, that God really wants to give away this ability to hear his voice for the world around us because it's the quickest way for people to be grounded in who he is. They'll read the Bible forever if they feel like they know the God of the Bible. They'll, know, they'll search, seek out Jesus forever if they feel like they know the Jesus personally who's talked to them. And he gives words to people all the time who don't get saved through our ministry and through our friends. And it's just another seed sown. But man, when they get saved and they remember all the times that God spoke to them, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, we gave the word to the girl in Honolulu. If you read the book, Translating God, it was a little prostitute girl who is no longer a prostitute that we gave a word to that many of you just heard the story about. But she was a girl who I asked her to listen to God. And I said, what is God telling you about your future? Let's ask him about your calling. And she heard from God. I didn't hear from God for her. So it's not only transferable, but even people who aren't saved under our tutelage, under our like just spending time with them, are going to hear from God. You're going to be an intercessor for the whole world around you. So I want to talk a little bit about words of knowledge specifically. That's what was on my heart to teach today and just share with you today, because I feel like like this is a lost art in the body of Christ. As a matter of fact, we've so advocated the position that when I do it, many people will accuse who haven't been around it before. Like that's cold reading. Haven't you heard of Jonathan Edwards? Have you heard of so? And I'm just laughing going, haven't you heard of Jesus? He was way before Jonathan Edwards, way before these spiritists and these, you know, people who do all kinds of other stuff. And I just feel like when you look at the scriptures in the Bible, how Jesus modeled ministry, many times he would say one or two words that someone would respond by saying he knew everything about me. And he knew one day detail, but they were in a crowd of people that was big enough that all of a sudden they felt so known and connected to the God of all the universe right then. First Corinthians 14, one says, follow pro- or follow love like your li- life. Sorry, I can't talk. Follow love like your life depends on it. I'm getting a word right now. This is good. Follow love like your life depends on an eagerly desire prophecy. Now, this is cool because when you think about like following love, all that means is the same way you love your kids, the same way you love your spouse, the same way you love your neighbors, your friends, you apply that kind of love. You borrow from that bank of love and you apply it to people who aren't saved or that you don't know. Maybe there are people in your church who are saved, but you apply that same kind of love. Sometimes I have to treasure people. And I think that's why God gives a lot of word association, words of knowledge, where I'll see somebody and they remind me of my sister, Jennifer, and I'm treasuring them like I treasure Jennifer for a moment. Then I'm asking them, is your name Jennifer? And it is. Or is your wife's name Jennifer? And it is. But I've already come to a place of love where I borrowed from the bank of love that I already had towards them. And it just is so beautiful when you can be connected to a person. And prophecy grounds us in the moment. You know, God is so beautiful, especially words of knowledge ground us in a moment. He's so beautiful because he's omnipresent, but he chooses to come into our time and space and manifest a moment of connectivity with us. The most beautiful resource we have to give is time. The most beautiful resource heaven has to give is time. So when God comes and brings us into a connected moment, it can happen through worship. It can happen through teaching. It can happen through fellowship. But when it happens through prophecy, we realize, especially through word of knowledge, like when you give a word of knowledge, like a birthday to somebody or something, a private information to somebody, and you ask them, is this God? And they all of a sudden feel like the God of all the universe stopped and took a moment out of his time to make me feel special and loved and known. And they're thinking, I'm telling you so many people, especially on people or religious community of the church. And I'm talking about the negative religion. I love the church, but there's a lot of negative religion where we've been, we need to deprogram ourselves from religion and program ourselves on love. And I've had so many people who are like, but I've done all this bad. I've done so much bad. How could God want to minister to me right now? 
And that's how we've been. The state of our heart has been like, God is against me. He's not for me. And prophecy proves that God loves us, even though we have all this stuff in our lives, despite what we've chosen, despite what we've done. Prophecy helps us to feel the God who loves us, even though we still have a chance. We still have a chance for full redemption, a life of fullness. And he grounds us in those moments throughout our lives. And if you will choose to prophesy, if you'll choose to look at the world around you and say, I'm going to treasure these people as though they're the very gift of God. That's how Jesus saw them. As a matter of fact, Jesus saw everybody around him as if they were the joy set before him, that he was even willing to go to the cross and pay the ultimate price for it. One of the things I encourage people to do before they even try and get words of knowledge or prophecy is start to treasure the people who are trying to get words of knowledge and prophecy for. Start to fall in love. Start to say, God, I choose to love this person. I choose to be present with this person. I choose to be connected to this person, whether we're with prostitutes and red light districts or whether we're with business people or people in our own church. We're constantly trying to separate ourselves from technology and what we need to eat later and what we need to do in our busy schedule. And we're trying to have a complete moment that's for that person where we're saying, you are worthy. You are worth my time. That's how prophecy starts. Many of us don't ever hear that because a lot of people who prophesy, they actually just do a gift. They just prophesy to the measure of their gift. They're not connected in their emotions. You become one of the millions of people they prophesied over. They don't know who you are. And I'm not saying I remember everyone I prophesied over, but I remember a moment that I spent because I was completely invested in that moment with them, with God. And my love was turned on or else I wasn't going to do it. I refuse to do something that I, it doesn't have to be an emotion, but I don't turn my love on for. Let's look real fast at 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about spiritual gifts. One of them says that there's a message of the word of knowledge. Now this is incredible because a word of knowledge does this for people. It helps people to understand that they are loved by God and that he had pre-thought them. One of my favorite words of knowledge I ever had, I was in Australia and uh, I was with Pastor Bill Johnson. Many of you know him from Redding, California. And right before he spoke, they had asked me to get up and give some words of knowledge or to give some prophetic words. So I got up and I gave a list. I had pre-prayed and asked God for names of the people there and for whatever, not names, but just whatever he would say. And I pre-prayed. And as I had started to try and give the words, no one was there on my list. And I was like, well, you're pretty. I'll just prophesy every, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I just was like, ha ha ha. Does anybody want a word? You know, like it was just one of those moments and it was a big sold out conference and I bombed, you know, but I was not in performance. I'm, I'm in love. I'm just trying, I'm taking risks and I'm learning too. And it's not about information. In the new Testament, you don't go get stoned because you have information wrong. You get stoned when you don't love well. In the Old Testament, it was about, you know, all information. If you can get your information right, that's how God loved the people. But in the New Testament, it's about we're each justified by our own relationship into hearing God. So we bring each other encouragement, comfort, edification. So if we miss it, we just take responsibility and say, I'm sorry that I missed that detail. And we move on. We don't have to stop our ministry. We don't have to, we may decrease in our authority. If we continually miss in certain areas, we need to like reevaluate how we're giving those words. But that's part of learning how to be accountable to growth. But you are not disqualified because you miss details. As a matter of fact, before I go back into the Bill Johnson Australia story. I was at Starbucks one day and I ran after this guy and I said, Hey, is there a Steven, like a brother or cousin or something? He goes, no. And I thought, Oh, <laughs> okay, bye. And he goes, why did you ask me that? He laughed and I said, I'm a Christian. I'm learning how to hear from God. This is just a few years ago. And he's, he laughs and he goes, I've waited my whole life to talk to somebody who believes God's real and they can talk to him. Do you have time to sit down with me? Producer in Hollywood. We sit down at Starbucks for 45 minutes. He gives his life to Jesus through a wrong word of knowledge. <laughs> 
See, if it's about love, love never fails. So if you take responsibility and I'm like, oh, I'm, tr- I'm just trying something. I'm sorry. I'm not giving – a lot of people criticize me because I'm not giving demon- demonstrative words most of the time. I'm not saying God told me unless I know. There's a certain level where I know God has told me. But if I'm just trying it by the measure of my faith, I'm saying, does this make sense to you? Is there anybody with this? Because I'm just trying to walk in faith. And some people say that's cold reading or that's whatever. But no, Jesus would say, hey, Zacchaeus in the tree. And he just called out. And, and he came. And th- these kinds of stories are the stories we need to focus on in the scripture. Back to Bill Johnson. So I gave five words in a row or four words in a row, but there's five of them. I didn't give the fifth one. I was so nervous. And I just was like, okay, bye, everybody. <laughs> the next night, God blew it out of the park. He awed me. He awed them. It was beautiful, but not with those words. So I just, I have this list of notes in my uh, Bible. I mean, in my iPad, which is also my Bible. I have a list of notes. And a year later, you guys, I was in Las Vegas, Nevada, and my daughter had been really sick with RSV, which is very serious, but she was getting better that day. And so I actually went to Las Vegas, even though she was sick, she was getting better. And my wife is there. My wife is my wife's home church. She said, you have to go to Las Vegas because this is our home church and, and Hartley's better now. And you need to go. But I was so tired from being up with the family, just so worried about RSV so serious. And we're praying. And so I'd been up for two days. I was like, I don't know if I can give them anything. I have nothing. So we get in the car and drive there because we'd missed our flight. So we get in the car and we drive there. I drove with a new believer who wanted to tell me everything about his whole life, which was really fun, but I was exhausted by the time I got there. And so we get to the meeting. And, and I get there, we, we got there late. So we got there two thirds of the way through worship, almost the end of worship. And I go, God, I don't know what to do. They've already heard my life message. I go there regularly. They've already heard everything I have to preach. I have nothing new because I've had no time because the Hartley's been sick for a couple of weeks. I don't know what to do here, God. And, and he, I hear the Holy Spirit deep inside of me. He says, pull out that list from Australia. And I go, no. <laughs> And not only did I say, no, I didn't think I had the list from Australia. I was like, I think I keep my notes, but I'm not sure. How. It was the first time I knew that your notes stay in your system. I was like, this is awesome. I have all my notes. So I look and I pull up the five, the five words for different people. And I get up after worship and I go, you guys, I have to try something because I have nothing for you. I'm so sorry. My daughter was sick. I've had no time to prepare, but Jesus has a lot for you. And I really love you. And I came out of love. So I know he's going to do something, but it's not through a teaching this time. And I said, I'm just going to ask, is there a Shannon? And I forget his wife's name, but this couple, is there, this couple is, uh, are you here? And this couple stands up from the front row over here. And they said, that's our names. And I said, did you just have a grandson? And they said, yeah, two weeks ago. And I said, is his name Grayson? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, we're all freaking out because I'm like, do you realize? And I tell them the whole thing about a year ago, I got this list. I knew about your grandson a year ago, but not really, but God did. And he knew him by name a year ago. Now picture that the God of all the universe knew us from the beginning. And this was a proof that a year before he was, he wasn't even conceived yet. His parents hadn't picked his name until a month before the, the meeting, it was two weeks before he was born or whatever. And yet I had his name on my iPad for over a year. Jesus wants to do things that are beyond what we could hope for or imagine. I've grown up in the church, so I've seen a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. Some of them are fake, some of them are real, but I've seen a lot of things and I've been hungry for the supernatural. We have to grow in the supernatural because it's proof of his love. It's, it's a multiplication of truth. It just happens so fast in people's hearts, but we also have to go for things that are beyond what we currently understand. God wants to do things like the past generations of what we've seen are just prototypes for what we get to do, but also they're just the floor of what we get to do. We're 
we're supposed to stand on those things and say, God, we have internet technology. We have things around that like no one ever had in any, any other generation before. So we have to have an imagination that God can go past. And so part of words of knowledge, what I want to encourage you to do, just as far as the teaching aspect of this, is that when you prepare yourself, after I pray an impartation of you, whether you're watching on at home or, or on the network or whether you're watching here, I want to encourage you to just start praying to God and ask him for words of knowledge, which is going to be current or past information about people's lives. It's going to be something about that grounds them in reality for today. So it's not just a nice thing to say, but it's actually going to be something that, that will make them feel loved or connected to God right now. So it could be their anniversary, their school alma mater. It could be their bank account, their social security number. It could be something about a, a famous memory in their, in their head that like where the first date they ever went on, it could be their favorite, you know, whatever drink that they drink, you know, Diet Coke or whatever, whatever it is. But words of knowledge are present or past words of information that ground people in a moment that God wants to speak to them. And then on that, you start to prophesy on that. Because if you give a prophecy that's generic, like fortune cookie word, when I say that, I don't mean we ever give really fortune cookie words, but it says, God's going to do more for you now than ever. Well, that's true of all of us. (laughs) This is going to be your year. That's everyone's year all the time if we just have in faith. But man, if you give a word of knowledge, your birthday is April 10th. And, and the person's like, yes. And they're like, oh my gosh. And you say, this is your year. They're going to be like, yeah, it is. It is my year. God knows my birthday. He knows what he made me for. This is going to be my year. And so words of knowledge are so powerful. For those of you who have already practiced the prophetic, it's going to help your prophetic come to a new level of authority and trust, especially with unbelievers, because they're going to feel like, wait a minute, how do you know this? There's only one answer. Well, there's two answers. You could have somehow figured it out and done hours and hours of private investigating if you had the time, the finances, the energy, or you showed up at Starbucks, you give the barista a word, and it's God. And that's her choice she's going to have to make. Either this person's stalking me or this is God. And it's, I'm telling you, as someone, I never, I only get persecuted by the church. I never get persecuted by anyone who's not saved. They're so happy and so hungry. They're like, this is amazing. I can't believe this happened right now. And I could keep telling you the amazing stories about this, but I know it's transferable to get words of knowledge and words of prophecy, but it starts with you asking God, give me words. And then listening to the impressions, which is like downloadable information. If you picture you're like a wireless internet inside of you, you have, you're like a wireless hub and you're listening the signals of heaven, which means the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 2, searches the deep parts of the Father's love and relates them to the deep parts of your spirit, and you get the mind of Christ. So that means that he can download anything into your neural network, your spiritual network at any time. So don't look past those downloads, because what I used to do is I would ignore them because they weren't big enough. I was waiting for God to say, Sean, I love that person. Go talk to him, and glory will break out. But I had to learn how to listen to that little small voice inside of me that says, go pray for that woman with the ankle problem. Don't just pray for her from far away. Go ask her if you can pray for her. And when you pray for her, just trust me that maybe she has a daughter she's concerned about. And it would start with really simple, but it wasn't generic. And so if you get like a non-generic piece of information, try it. Now, every other skill set you try, you give yourself a lot of time. If you're going to draw the first couple times, it may be stick figures. But once you start to school yourself in it or you go to classes, eventually you start to draw something that has a real form and substance. Words of knowledge, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. It's going to feel like a guessing game sometime. Sometimes. That's why you have to use your friends and, like, unsafe people so you don't get in trouble. But um, because the church sometimes, you know, gets really mad at you for trying the prophetic. But run after trying, and it's trial and error because when you get it right, you're going to go, oh, and in your spirit, like all of a sudden you're praying for somebody like, I just sent your father is sick. Can I pray for him? And they're like, yes. And you're like, oh, I know how to feel that now. 
So when I'm around somebody else, I know what's authentic, but sometimes it feels like guessing when you're trying, cause you're just, you're revving up your engines. You're trying to figure it out. And the church hasn't allowed us to have a, a, a love, you know, judgment free zone in this area. And we need to have a judgment free zone so we could take risks and it's trial and error. So try it out and use lesser language. Cause if you start out strong, if you're in a camp that says the Lord has told me and it's wrong, the Lord has told me March 8th. They're like nothing. You're like, Oh, sorry. You know, that's really high stakes. So lower the stakes and say, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm getting a spiritual sense from God, from his heart, that maybe this information means something to you. So lower the stakes. If you don't feel like God told you, don't say God told me. Lower the stakes and just say, I have a spiritual impression inside my heart for you, or that may be for you. Can I share it with you? And I'm telling you, people cannot wait to hear from you when you get a spiritual impression. So just try out something and give yourself lots of grace. So people have come to me after five times of trying and say, it doesn't work. And I'm like, I tried hundreds of times before I built my own confidence in this. So if you're going to give up after five times, you're done. Okay, if you're going to give up after five times, it's like, I'm going to be a pianist. How come I can't be a pianist? I've played six times. <laughs> Doesn't that sound ridiculous? Give yourself the grace to grow and track when it's right. Journal. Like get a little journal and track when it's right and track when it doesn't hit. Track what you're feeling. Track when it was correct, what you were feeling inside, what you were thinking. Maybe the times that you're getting it the most right. Like I had one guy tell me I was in the most unbelief for all the times I was getting it the most right. So now whenever I'm in extreme unbelief over what I'm getting inside, I know it's God. I mean, how weird is that? Our process is all different. So I'm going to encourage you, figure out your process. Nobody can make your process happen, and nobody could want prophecy or desire it for you. You have to want it yourself. You have to actually manifest out of your own faith this journey with God, but it's doable, and you can do it. I promise you that if you try and do this, it will blow you away. Now, last thing I'll say is I just got a text while we were sitting here. I just got a, a, a Facebook text, and one of the girls who's involved with the West Virginia Revival, have you heard about this? In the last eight weeks, over 4,000 people have gotten saved. And she just wrote me. I didn't, I, I didn't know I had any connection to it at all. She just wrote me and said, we've been going through your book, Translating God, for the last two weeks. We're doing a 10-week study on almost all of the leaders involved with the revival going through it. And we're taking greater and greater risks. And one of the brand new girls, converts, in Applebee's gave a word to somebody that had so much detail that it provoked us all to hungry because we were doing the study together. And we we're like, if she could do it as a brand new believer, we're all doing it. And so we're all giving high-level words of knowledge, just so you know. It's the next wave of what's going on here in West Virginia. So here's my challenge to you. If I can do it, if our used-to-be orphans in Africa can do it, if our girls who used to be street workers can do it, if the West Virginia kids who are just getting saved out of high schools can do it, you better believe you can do this. But it's going to take a process, and it's going to take some hard work of faith and belief and not getting discouraged and not having significance issues and not getting into performance and just going, God, you are God, I'm not, and I don't have to look like you. I don't have to be awesome. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not awesome. You're awesome. And when you come and choose to be awesome in me, oh, it's so awesome. And when I'm just me, it's not so awesome. So teach me how to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray over this group. I see you over here too. I pray for this group, and I pray over those watching right now. I pray over you. I pray that God would give you a word of knowledge ministry, a prophetic ministry, that if you would be diligent to pursue this, God is going to give you details of people's hearts that are undeniable, a black and white moment with Jesus where they go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're real. 
Oh my gosh, you saw me in those times. Oh my gosh, you knew me when it was hardest. Oh my gosh, you were there from the beginning. Lord, I pray that we'd have those aha moments, that we would birth better aha moments than Oprah can, God. That you would just give us an ability to prophesy and to touch people's lives. And I pray for each one of you watching and each one of you who's here, that you would have an impartation of a manifestation of prophetic anointing that would stimulate and advance and accelerate this process in your life. I believe this is a now time for this. I believe I'm walking in something that's transferable. I feel a blanket going across this, this auditorium. I'm feeling it going all the way through the airwaves right now, all the way through the internet. I pray that there would be a release right now of glory in Jesus name. And I'm going to give some words here. And I think most of the words here will be local. I did write them down when I was in the green room. Um, one of the things that when I was sitting down, is Ryan still here? Cause you're, I know this is true about you. So this will be good. Cause I asked Ryan, I was recording the, the CDs that we did a special project with Sid that's available right now. And in the middle of it, I heard, I heard, um, Robert and, uh, um, what was your Robin, Robert and Robin. And that ends up being your wife. And come on up here. Tell me if, um, is there, is there, he's coming closer. He's coming all the way. I don't bite. You've been around me. Is there, does this make sense? And, and as Aaliyah or as Aaliyah, I saw it spelled out. Eliana. No, it's a, it's a name. 2807. Does that oh, make sense? Uh, that's where I used to live. Oh, you used to live here. So this is an yeah. old, what, what were you doing when you first, where were you working? What were you doing when you first lived there? Uh, when I first lived there, I was just kind of different, odd jobs. Yeah. Okay. So I felt like God was saying that, um, cause I saw question marks over that address and I felt like God was saying, you asked him really big questions when you lived there about your significance in your life. And that he's starting to answer those questions now to, for you and your wife. And I feel like he has you on a fast track for your fullness. And I felt like maybe I, I have to look at my notes and that's okay. Like if you do this, get, write down notes. I'm, I don't have a great memory. So don't feel weird about writing down notes because it, it'll help you. But I felt like God was saying revelation three twenty that he's knocking on your door with revelation. Amen. And just like I saw your old address to your old house, that there's something about a knocking on God's door experience that either you or your wife have had in the last six months. Does that make sense? Do you remember having a Revelations 320 experience? Um, I've, I've been teaching on that. I've oh, you've been yeah. teaching on yes. it. Well, then you've yeah. been having more of an experience yeah. or you've been teaching on it. Yeah. So I feel like God's saying he has knocked on the door of your heart. You've fully let him in and you've allowed him to possess your time and your territory. And this next season, what he does with your yes is going to blow not only you away, but it's going to create greater opportunity. It already started for your whole family to come into their fullness. And I felt like you were assigned. He knows your middle names. I felt like he was showing me your middle names because the meanings, I, don't, I didn't look up the meanings yet of your middle names, but they mean something that's significant for this season. Amen. So bless you, Ryan. I'm Amen. so glad that worked. Bless Thank you. you. Thank you. Sir. Wow. Oh, I heard you wrong, but I, I've got a question. Yeah. Did I hear you say to him the name Robin? I heard, I heard Robin. You did. Is uh, Robin his sister? Now, Robin, his sister-in-law isn't here. Your aunt-in-law. Your aunt-in-law. Are you the other Robin? Come on up, Robin. Oh, come on. Come on up. Let's pray for you. Okay, well, I, I knew that was his, uh, that, that was her name, and he said Robin, so. <laughs> come on up, Miss Robin. She's coming. We have some cameras to move and stuff for those of you watching at home. This is an example of what we can do. Yeah, grab the microphone. I am actually going to, I know we're. We're praying for people at times. Go ahead and give, or put the mic in front of her. I'm just going to pray for you because I felt like when he said the other Robin, 
I saw um, some of the dreams when you were younger that never came into their fullness that God is, and there's part of you that feels like, God, I don't know if this can happen now because of where I'm at. And uh, I feel like God's saying it only took Jesus three years to do everything he needed to do. And I feel like God says you have a whole lot more than three years left. And there's an entrepreneurship. There's some sort of um, startup inside of you or some sort of small business inside of you that he's going to give you that's creative and artistic that's going to help uh, your creativity come alive again. And it's going to help you to do some of the things, especially with justice that you desire to do to help women, to help young women. And I feel like God's saying that he's seen your heart and that he hasn't overlooked you. You're not just a strong supporter, but he has something for you to do as well, not just to support. And so he's going to give you a, a renewed sense of mission and urgency in this next season. Does that make sense? Bless you. You're awesome. Let's try this out again. Lord Jesus, I, well, that was the easy one because we know he's here. Um, I have a friend named, um, it's actually a whole family, the Hendrickson family, but I felt like there was someone maybe with the last name Hendrickson. Is that, you're a Hendrickson? Henderson? Okay, is, is, is your name John? Yes. This is you then. Okay, this is good. I saw them, the Hendricksons, but you're a Henderson. John, oh, that's all I got. I'm nervous now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did write down that, uh, do you have just one daughter? Yes. And do you have uh, two sons? Three. Three sons. And are two of them married or all three of them married? Two are married. Two are married. And so you have two daughter-in-laws because I was seeing three girls. Yes. That's how I was seeing it. And I felt like God was just saying that from the time they were little, you've prayed for them for this incredible purpose. And there's John Jr. There's a John Jr., right? And I feel like John Jr. is going to be your signpost in this next season. He's a great young man, but he's about to come into, like, significance of purpose and identity like he never has. And I'm telling you, his life, like, he's going to come into, I feel like part of it's linked to career and desire inside of him. And I feel like God's saying, I'm moving on behalf of your children. All of your prayers have been heard from heaven. He loves your prayer life so much. And I felt like, I, I wrote down this phrase, which may mean something. He said, the church is rising around you. You have a message for the church. What does that mean to you? Our new church is called The Rising. Oh, come on. That's awesome. Well, he told me that you have a message to help the church ascend. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, God, I'm telling you, he's going to answer your prayers. And even as you've done such a good job of loving his kids so much, not just your own kids, but so many people's kids, he's going to do such a great job of fathering your children in this season. Each one of them is going through like greater purpose, like questioning. And some of them have a little bit of purpose discouragement. Don't let this just tell them not to be super discouraged. God is going to intervene in their lives. If they just call out to God, just ask him what he wants from them in this season. In 2016 and 2017, these bigger question marks are going to be answered by his heart over your children and the, the in-law kids, like these two uh, in-laws, the daughters, yes. and your daughter's husband and maybe her little boy. Does she have a little boy? Yes. And so God's... <laughs> as, uh, is, is, is there my someone son in law, my grandson. Your son in law and your grandson right here. So God's touching them with such a spirit of love and power. Your whole family unit's gonna be blessed. So bless you guys. Thanks for coming today. Jesus is so good. Wow. I'm so glad. It's happening, guys. It's happening. Okay, I'm taking a big risk here, and I saw a username. It was D B L A S S zero seven. Does that make sense to anybody? D D-B-L-A-S-S-0-7, and it might be a Diane, but that doesn't make sense. I think there's somebody that works here with that email. There's somebody who works here with that email. She's not here in the room, though? Okay. She's at her desk right now. Can you go ask her if that's her username? 
hey, we can do it. Even though it's on TV right now, we can do this. This is great. So D-B-L-A-S-S-07, just so she knows. I had one more username. I never get usernames, but I ask God for new information that I never get. And he gave me uh, Terry Bishop 911. Is that, uh, is that a username? Where is he? Terry Bishop, you're working on the show and we're getting you. Is this, is this, your, is this a username you use? Terry Bishop 911? Is that like your email or something? That's your username for what? What is it your username for? He's getting pulled off his project. The show may not work anymore, but the live will work. <laughs> what is it? Uh, that is my uh, username, terrybishop911 at cs.com. That's amazing. What is it? Is it Psalm 91? Uh, no, actually, someone gave me that way before. Oh. Uh, the 911 okay. happened. So I felt like, ter- I'm so glad you're a real person. I, I felt like the Lord says, you live in a pleasant place. What does that mean to you? Um, Have you lived in a pleasant place? Like, is there a pleasant street I, or anything? I live on Pleasant Hill Church. Right? Come on. There you go. You live in a pleasant place. Wow. Well, God knows you. I felt like God said, um, you've done a lot of Christian TV. Yes. Have you done other projects, like other big projects? Uh, yes, I, I've worked for uh, Christian TV and, and uh, PTL years. Oh, for years. Uh, yes. I just felt like With you the, need to know that God's going to honor you for your years of service. And that the honor actually has a manifestation on this side of eternity for a blessing of resource. And I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to bless you and your family in a way <laughs> that you need, to, you need to understand. Like God's seen the faithfulness. So you, like you've given so many man hours. And if you had done this in like a secular television way, you would have had a compensation for it that's different than it, doing it for the Christian television world for all these years. And I feel like God's saying, I want to show you what your sacrifice paid for here in in heaven. I want to show you the souls. Like I saw him saying one for this network and one for your treasury in heaven. One for the, like, you're going to be counted so much treasure in heaven for what you've done, but also on the earth, God's saying, you're going to see his pleasantness in the land of the living. You're living, living on pleasant hill. I think the Lord's saying you're going to, you're going to see his pleasant pleasure in the land of the living. And so something's going to shift. And even as a sign of this, you're going to have some sort of vacation sewn into you over the next 12 months as a signpost that God's going to sow into your rest and he's going to sow into your pleasantness. You're having pleasant seasons and he sees Amen. you. Amen. <laughs> Bless you. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you. Wow. Is she here? Okay. So tell me, is this D-B-L-A-S-S-0-7? Yes, sir. It's my, it's my email address. What's your name? Linda Diane. Linda, Linda Diane. I yes, put sir. Diane Linda, so that, that makes sense. Um, did you work for a bank at some point? Yes. And so then you did you transfer straight here after a bank? No. Okay, so you worked for some other stuff I worked, first. Yes, I did. I worked for a bank 23, about 25 years. Okay, I'm just going to grab your hand. And Holy Spirit, you showed me this because you know how to get to her and you know how to speak to her. And she hears you very clearly already. But I pray the Lord's saying that he showed me this because he's about to speak to you another installment. And you left the financial world and you left some of the uh, other careers that your aspirations were high. But then you met God in a kingdom way and your aspirations became higher. And he's about to fulfill part of the greater destiny word that he gave you over 12 years ago. He's going to fulfill some of that word. He's going to start to bring it back up again. Like this is one of the first points of bringing it back up. He's going to speak to you some prophetic ways. Then he's going to give you a word of wisdom, like a map on how to walk it out. And I'm seeing you like 
getting so energized. So there's something in your body that's been, uh, have you had like a physical energy problem lately? Have you yes. been like, there's a, extremely tired. yeah. And so God's going to heal us. It's an exhaustion that hits you, but, uh, there's something, uh, there's a uh, imbalance in your system that we don't have to worry about because God's going to correct it. Yeah. And it's not been serious, but it's been enough to steal time. So I pray over yes. you right now, a healing and energizing from the Holy spirit to that. There'd be no more time stolen that you would feel invigorated right now that you would wake up tomorrow as if you had the full sleep that you had, that you'd go to sleep, but you'd have full energy all the way until you're supposed to sleep, that there'd be no more problem. Lord, balance out her system in Jesus' name. And your next season is going to be totally different than all of this, all of this. And the Lord says, you paid a price for it. You're going to get it in Jesus' name. Bless you. You got called out of your office. How cool. Wow. Is Is there a June? Are you June? Hi, June. All of a sudden, I see. I, uh, do you look familiar to me? Are you, have we ever met each other? No. Are you from Vermont? Yes. Okay, maybe that's why. Because my wife's from Vermont, and I saw her face, and I thought maybe we'd met. Okay, so my wife's from Vermont, which is crazy. Right when you grabbed, I saw your hand. I, the Lord says you have heavenly hands. What does that mean? That's the name of my massage business. Oh, come on! <laughs> this is getting cray cray. God is so good. He knows you. Um. Fairhaven, I wrote that one more word. What is that? That's where I lived. That's where you lived. So do you live here in the region now in Charlotte? I do. And so I feel like God's saying that he's finally going to place you for why you came here. I feel like you came here and you've done a lot of different types of things and it's been really hard. It hasn't been easy. And I feel like God's saying, I know where you come from. I know what I've given you. And I'm going to place that deep gift of bringing heaven through your hands, which is your works. I'm interpreting it now as if it's a vision, bringing heaven through your hands, which is your works. You're a powerful woman. You're a powerful friend. And I feel like God's saying, I'm going to place you now. You're going to feel like your roots go so deep. You're going to feel like your connections, all like your favor all comes to what it's for. I feel like you keep getting like this favor. It's almost like charming, like where people just like you, but nothing ever comes from it. The Lord is saying you're about to land in the favor of heaven and you're about to have such deep roots in this land. I feel like he's saying, I've called you here. Now you're going to know why you're called here. And I saw fair haven. I feel like this is going to be a fair haven for the favor and what you walk in. It's been unfair how you've been treated here. And I feel like the Lord's saying it's going to be so fair. So something must have happened that was wrong here. But the Lord says, I correct everything. I work all things for your good and even better. So bless you. Thank bless you, June. That's awesome. Wow. Can I try one more? We got we to gotta switch. Can I try another one? Is that good? Are we good? Okay. I'm having fun. Those of you watching, this is, this is what you get to do. And you just develop, you guys, this has been about three years of development. So this isn't like 20 years of development, three years of developing the word of knowledge. And I feel like this is baby stuff compared to what God's going to bring us all into. And I, I remember I went to one of the schools of ministry and there's like 1500 people and I started to teach this and I said, now you guys break up into groups and you guys get words for each other. And one of the guys goes, I got a phone number. And he's, and then the girl goes, call it. And they go, I never thought of that. <laughs> I was just carrying him around, hoping I'll meet the person it belongs to. And they called it and prophesied over a woman on the phone who's not saved and began to tell her things about her body and pray for healing over her. And she came to church that Sunday. And I just thought, I never thought of that. Like, I'm so stupid. Like, I'm so, my imagination's not big enough for what God wants to do. So God wants to do some crazy stuff. And who knows? I mean, call him. It's not going to hurt you. Um, is there, um, oh, I don't know. Another, maybe it's another lighting person, Rachel, because I saw a lot of lights. Rachel? Oh, my gosh. So we have two lighting. So this is cool. What are you studying in school? 
Oh, okay. so you've got a mic. Um, I'm just finished my second year of my MFA in lighting design. Oh, come on. <laughs> I want to meet with you in the future. Okay. So, okay. okay. So I saw Peter, and it was that time when he was up on the roof, and he goes into a trance in the division, and a sheet comes down. Mm-hmm. And I felt like God was saying that he's going to give you things to do that are outside of your current box. And he's saying that, like, he's, he's bringing that kind of encounter, like a sheet encounter to you, to show you something that would be completely that you didn't know you were prepared to be doing. I should tell you my last name is Sheets. No, it's not. <laughs> Come on. That's amazing. Only God knows our language. He's so good. So he's even using your own name as a parable to you that he's going to give you something that's outside of your box. And sort of some of the projects are going to be outside of the box of the current Christianity. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's um, almost like you're going to teach or do some, be involved with some live events. And you're going to be involved with some things that have never been done before, have never been thought of before. And I'm seeing like immersive experience around people. And I feel like God's saying, get ready because I have such an important and valuable destiny in front of you. And you can't miss it. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm leaving on a year internship that starts July 5th at a theater. My background isn't in oh, theater, but I, suddenly, I just started doing it and getting this degree and all of this. I'm telling so, you, God's, immersive experience. He's confirming to you. And I feel like he's saying, thank you for being my friend, friend and listening to me this far. It's my joy to give you the rest. Bless you, Rachel. Wow.